This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Alspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Alspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening and however you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, and we are brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. <laughs> we are the Retirement People, and we're here with you every Saturday morning from mm-hmm. 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, KSIM, and you can listen to us anywhere in the world via our podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever Google. you listen. Google yeah. Play, that's right. So we're there, and you can go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. And you can check out past radio shows. You can get download our, our Retirement Income Toolkit. Lots of great, great information there on our website. Yep. So and good morning. Good morning. And don't forget to check out your book, too. So That's right. um, I, sometimes I think we forget. Gosh, you know how quickly we forget about it. So check out Brock's book if you haven't already. The last paycheck, you can get it on Amazon. It's um, Prime eligible, so it's free. You'll have it in two days, 65 pages. Really great read. Good, um, good thing to read to kind of get you ready for retirement. I so. am so excited. About? About everything. About everything. <laughs> Life is good, right? So I have two favorite football teams, the Kansas uh-huh. City Chiefs, which, by the way, no, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've been a Kansas City Chiefs fan yeah, all my you life. Have been. Yeah, yeah. And the Southeast Redhawks. Yes. And they're both going to be really good this year. So excited. So I'm super excited, <laughs> not only for just myself, but for everyone around in our uh-huh. community. Because uh-huh. when we have a good football team, it's just a better vibe. And just excitement in the community. So It is. It's well, and, exciting. you know, I have a new love for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Then. I mean, I liked him before, but now I really and like can him. can you tell us why that yeah, is? Yeah. So I, I don't remember what we were looking at, something online and. They did like a an article with him, and he was redoing his home in, in Kansas City, and they were he was showing off his shoe closet. Oh boy! And if you've been listening to the show, you know how much I love my shoes. So um, he's now a man after my own heart. So yeah. Yeah. he has more shoes than I do. <laughs> he's the winner of the shoes. Uh, the article specifically said he had 180 yeah. pairs. Yeah, yeah, and you complain about how many I have. So that's that's a lot. 180 pairs that's of shoes. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. But anyway, so, I like him even more. So anyway, it's just a very exciting time. Football, <laughs> just period. It's, you know, like baseball's like, okay, okay, okay. And we're Cardinals fans and all that, but it's just, I'm ready for football. Well, and you like fall too. Right. Fall's right. kind of your time of year too. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. So, yay, yay. I'm very excited about the show. <laughs> we are. Although it's not something you'd love to talk no, about. No, but it's, it's kind good. Of a bad deal. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's called Protect Your Financial Data is the title of our show. And obviously we're going to be talking about, you know, um, some of the some of the threats that we've seen out there. Some of the people who've had their information stolen. You know, we, we're going to talk about some of those. And I'm sure you'll remember those as we kind of, you know, um, look back. But, you know, some good tips to kind of make sure that your identity stays protected. Right. So. Right. Yep. Right. Some good stuff in here. Yep. So I'm really excited about that um, because. You know, we're going to give you some tips, tips, excuse me, <laughs> of what you could be doing to protect your data. There's been so many breaches and, mm-hmm. you know, we live in a very super sensitive society, you know, nowadays. And and so when something happens, everybody's going to know about it. And and so uh, it's unfortunate that it happens, but it's very important that you protect yourself and make sure that your data uh, mm-hmm. is protected and some of the things, again, that you can do. Mm-hmm. However, before we get into that. Mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I did not bring up something that was been happening lately. Oh yeah, yeah. This and past that week. happened this past yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, with you know on Wednesday when the market you know went down uh, significantly about three percent on average between you know the different indexes or indices, excuse me, uh, out there. And so let me talk quickly, quickly talk about you know kind of what happened and 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 some of the things you need to mm-hmm. do because again. This is the retirement playbook, and yes, we have a topic every week that we uh, like to discuss and focus on. 
However, uh, when stuff like this happens, I feel like it's necessary to talk about mm-hmm. it because investing is definitely a big part of everyone's retirement plan, right? right? So we need to maximize our social securities, uh, you know, dollars. We also need to maximize your pension dollars, but yet that next uh, building block to building retirement income is definitely the nest egg mm-hmm. that you've saved for. And nobody likes to see it go down, right? I mean, that's just something that some people stress about it and some people don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you have lots of people on that spectrum. And then you have the people in the middle. <laughs> and then you have the people in the yeah, middle, yeah, right? Yeah. And so here's the deal. You know, we've experienced lots of uh, volatility over the last couple of years. And in my personal professional opinion, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's time. <laughs> don't yeah. you think? I mean, it feels like it, you know. Yeah. And again, we live in a time of super sensitivity to any news, mm-hmm. albeit positive or negative. Yeah. Any economic changes, we're all aware of them. And this week yeah. was a great example of that. So for a brief moment, specifically last Wednesday, the yield curve inverted. And so what does that mean? That means that the two-year treasury was paying a higher interest rate than the 10-year treasury. And that's not normal, obviously. Mm-hmm. We want, right. you know, the longer you go out, the more you would expect in yield. And the reason why this was significant is because it historically, and again, I'm not even, this is just a historic uh, moment that, that historically when this happens, it's an indicator of a recession to come mm-hmm. in our economy. Uh, I'll quote some of the, the data from Credit Suisse that, that had uh, some information out here that says that it, do, it has been an indicator. However, uh, on average, uh, it's about 22 months mm-hmm. that it takes for that to actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So yield curve inverts. So almost two years. And then, yeah, almost two years on average is when, right. this, when the recession actually hits. So how much of that, is it just coincidence? I mean, you know, if it happens so much later, why is that? And, you know, so there's lots of questions. Mm-hmm. And, and is this coincidence or is it that big of a threat? We don't know. This is just what history has taught us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's always good, I think, to look at that. I mean, that's how you. But here's something very interesting, by the mm-hmm. way. Even though the market went down, let's say on the Dow, you know, Dow Jones Industrial Average, it went down, you know, uh, about 3% or 800 points in one day. Um, what's interesting, though, is that when this does happen, the time that it that the yield curve, again, again, that just means that the, the shorter term rates are higher than long term rates. When that happens... Okay, and the time frame that twenty-two months that we spoke of, uh, in between mm-hmm. that that the inversion happens and the actual recession hits, the S and P five hundred on average has been up twelve percent. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is that there are always going to be things that happen, right? And there's no need to panic. <laughs> there will, we will continue to see the stock market have big moves, uh, and it's going to happen based on lots of different, you know, news topics that are out there, like the inversion, like trade talks, um, foreign slipping economies. I mean, there's lots of things Mm -hmm. out there. And the bottom line is, is that no one knows what the markets are going to do and when they're going to do it. Right. That's it. That's the bottom line is the market's going to go up and down. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and just because in history it's going down because of this event doesn't mean it's going to happen. Uh, for sure. And this is where I wish you had your, your graph that you like to show people the odds of being positive. The odds of yeah. being positive. Yeah, I wish right. I wish you had, you know, we're on the radio so you can't see it, but, <laughs> but these you have things, a great graph that's good that shows that. Yeah, These things, these events, the things that we're hearing and experiencing is what I call noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. No doubt they have an impact on what's, you know, going on right now and then your balance could go down. So that's, I'm not denying that. So they do have an impact, but they're not important. And I think that's the the, the most powerful phrase mm-hmm. of all. They have an impact, but they're not important to your long-term success. Right, right. Your overall allocation of safe money versus at-risk money is the most important thing that you could consider for your long-term success. From there, though, I'm not saying, hey, you know, set your allocation and forget it. From there, you need to make sure that that mm-hmm. stays in line with your risk tolerance. Uh, and then from there also take your at risk money. Okay. In other words, the money that you have in stocks, uh, that's more risky and tilt it. Okay. In other words, you tilt it towards things that you, uh, would be good for you now, 
based on what's mm-hmm. going on in the economy and in the foreseeable future. Well, and that's why you, you know, you always talk about making sure you're, you're doing reviews, right? You know, that you're doing an annual review with your, you know, retirement planner and those type of things. Cause, exactly. cause that's when you can have those discussions and make adjustments as necessary. So, but anybody yeah. that tells you that, you know, w- w- you can make money uh, in any market and that you, you know, timing the market mm. and buying and selling stocks is, is what they do. And they're so super successful. That's kind of <laughs> like saying you always go to the casino and win every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So the, 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 again, the point is make sure your overall location of safe money versus at risk money is always in line. And then from there, take your at risk money and do some tilting with it. Okay. This, I don't believe in just buying and holding, you know, all the time. Now there might be certain dollars that you set aside to do that, Mm -hmm. but, but I think you should always kind of try to tilt towards like, for example, what I mean by this is a well diversified portfolio is good and it's important, Mm -hmm. but let's take, um, uh, our large cap dollars and let's tilt them towards value right now because things are a little bit crazy and they tend to perform a little bit better than growth stocks in a volatile time period. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm referring to is tilting. That's what your advisor should be doing mm-hmm. for you. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, that's that's the message. And, and, and I think that um, most people can comprehend that and understand it and hopefully appreciate it and do it in their own life. So, right, right. So, Have those, so, those so, meetings and discussions. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a, a significant event uh, if you compare it to history. But who really knows what's going to happen? And you need to know what's most important for you. Yeah. But you know what? At least it gives us something to follow and be watching for. So I think that's yeah, important, too. You exactly. Know. Yep. OK, so we have a topic today. Actually, <laughs> That was not our topic. That was not the topic. Do we have but time? I felt the need to. Oh, yeah. To I thought that was good. And 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 talk about it. And, right. And, and then relate it to what is really uh, most important. So we are going to get to our topic here of protecting your financial data. And because um, it's very important to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let's talk about it next. Let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. Let's talk about all that next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, We feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, Download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. This is what we do. And we're giving you great information every week. But information is only as good as to the extent that you use it. Mm-hmm. So do something about it. Do something for yourself and for your your family. Give us a call, 332-7855, 332-7855. Or shoot us an email at theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. And let's get started helping you with your future. That's right. That's right. So now we're really going to dive into the topic. We're, we're okay. really going to do it. <laughs> we've been, we've been teasing this the entire time. No, but if you're just tuning in, you know, our first segment, we mentioned that, you know, the title of our show is protect your financial data. Um, cause obviously we've heard a lot about data breaches. They're just common now. It seems like, right. We hear about it all the time. Um, but if you didn't listen to the first segment, go back and listen to it. Cause Brock did do an update, you know, based on kind of what happened this past week. And I think that was really good to listen to. So, but let's dive into our show topic and let's talk about strategies to protect our financial data from those thieves that are out there. Yeah, it's no doubt. It's a big yeah, problem. Yeah. You know, most recently uh, there was a big deal with, with, with Capital One. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a there was a privacy breach where there was some significant information um, that was um, given to or, 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 you know, spread out yeah. uh, that you would never want. Uh, right. Anybody stolen. To, somebody stole, stole it. Yeah, yeah exactly. stolen. I mean, that's what, what it was. Yeah. yeah. Somebody stole it. Yeah. Um, but it's really a problem when it comes to credit cards mm-hmm. and your online financial information. Everything is online nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, so we need is. to make sure that if you're doing stuff online, that it is protected mm-hmm. and it, that there is a significant amount 
of security behind whatever you're working with. Okay, so for example, our generational vault service, it is highly encrypted and protected to make sure that any information that is out there, now you wouldn't have social security numbers, but my point is, is that any information that is out there that would be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems as though uh, compromised credit cards and data breaches appear in headlines nearly every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm it, ser- it, it feels is. like it's every Someone day. Someone has some kind of breach. Yeah. Whether that's, large or that's small. That's media blowing things up right. sometimes because <laughs> it feels like it's every day, but it's really not. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but you know, anyway, uh, technology has made some payments, uh, payment forms, excuse mm-hmm. me, safer. And uh, it's always left others more vulnerable, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to credit card, crowd, oh, excuse me, <laughs> credit card Fraud. Oh, Need more coffee. I know that is kind of hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's think about it. So again, Capital One, there was a hundred and six million records exposed. Mm-hmm. Equifax from oh, a couple years ago. I think we all ago. remember that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred and forty seven million customers were hacked. Mm-hmm. eBay, hundred and forty five million records accessed and then uh, or assessed, excuse me. Uh, Home Depot had 109 million records assessed. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, holy cow, that's yeah, a lot. That is a and, lot. And um, um, a lot of people. when you have access to over 100 million records, that's just, you know, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, it's a big impact. Yeah. It, it, you're you're probably going to know somebody who got affected. Right. That's <laughs> I mean, when it's that large. So there was yeah. also, uh, according to business dot com from an article of 2018 in August. Mm-hmm. If you shopped at these 16 stores in the last year. So, again, this was August of 2018. So, so a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. If you shopped at these uh, 16 stores in the last year, your data might have been stolen. There have been hacks at, at Cheddar Scratch Kitchen, which I have no idea what that is. <laughs> You're such a Macy's, shopper. Macy's, Adidas, Sears, Kmart, Delta, uh, Best Buy, Saks Fifth Avenue, Panera Bread, and more. Wow. And a former tech worker, Paige A. Thompson of Seattle, was charged with the Capital One data theft, theft, theft. I cannot talk this morning. <laughs> we need to get you more coffee. Theft. Yeah. Wow. Theft. Yeah. And it has been reported that she may have been involved in other hacks as well. Wow. Wow. So, you know, they got this, this Paige Thompson mm-hmm. and the most recent one, which was just a few weeks ago with yeah. this Capital One deal. Yeah. Uh, with all instances of data theft in recent years, it's more important than ever to properly protect your financial information. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously this is going to be a good discussion, you know, because there's a lot of concerns, I think, and people and, you know, you have people kind of everywhere, you know, how do I protect myself? And you have the extreme schools of thoughts, right? Some people are going, well, I'm just not going to use credit cards anymore. I'm going to carry right. all cash, oh, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I heard somebody tell me that the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I believe that. I mean, because, you know, people, you just get so worried because and then you have the other people who are just like, you know what? I know it's going to get stolen. It's going to get happen. And people just get used to having to get new debit cards every three months, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit more? about you know the scope of this issue overall um again we all know it's a big mm-hmm, deal mm-hmm. but just some of the numbers here from the federal trade commission they received nearly three million reports this was an increase in reports from 2017 okay and of those reports 48 percent involved fraud and 15 okay. percent were related to identity theft wow credit card fraud was the most reported kind of identity theft in 2018. Mm. More than 167,000 people reported that their information was misused. This includes existing accounts and fraudulent new accounts being opened. Now, think about this, folks. I that think is that's just, small, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. I would thought am, that number was bigger. I am, I am too. Yeah, yeah. But remember, though, and this is my next point. Yeah. It's, that's just credit cards. Right, right. Okay. That's on Let other alone, things. Let alone, you know, hey... Ring-a-ding-ding, hello, uh, we're here to fix your computer. Right. You have a virus. Right. So we're going to log into your computer and steal all your, all your information. Right. It happens. Yeah, it does. Don't. The, the important thing is don't beat yourself up about it. Don't f- feel like, oh, man, I can't, you know, they're embarrassed. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I let somebody do that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it happens, and they're very good at this, by the mm-hmm. way. These mm-hmm. thieves and, and, and con artists are very good at this. And they understand the words that they need to say to have you trust them. Right. It's a psychology deal. Okay. And so, but it happens. And so the important thing is, is that um, you just make sure that you, you, you vet everyone, if you will, 
that if you're going to give them any kind of personal information that you, you, you know, you make sure that it's legitimate. Well, and I think we're going to go into some of those tips and tricks, okay. you know, here, here a little bit later, but you know, it is kind of worrisome that this happens so often, you know, I mean, I get why people are concerned, right? Well, the good news is there are often ways that consumers can find out if they've been impacted. Mm-hmm. So Capital One, for example, has said that it will reach out to impacted customers. That's a lot of impacted customers. That is, 100, yeah. 100, over 100 million people. Right. Or accounts in the in the case of other breaches like the one involving Equifax, websites were set up for consumers to find if their data had been exposed. You can look it up very easily. Yeah, do you not remember that though? I have to chuckle at that because everybody's upset because do you remember when they Equifax right, that? Right. And then they still had to put their social security number in to find to, out if they're find out if they yeah. were exposed. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, for those of you yeah. who went through that, everybody kind of remembers. And right. I, and then everybody was like, "You're kidding me!" You and then you're asking for a social security. And number. if that happens, then they're worried about their bank accounts. Yeah. And putting it's a I lot. Mean, it's it's insane how this could affect your life. Right. Um, but you can access the Equifax website at um, uh, if you still don't know. Uh, eligibility.equifexbreachsettlement.com. I don't so, know if that's still open. You think it is? I'm sure it is. I don't know. I don't oh, know how yeah. long, if that goes on for years or however that long that works. So. But it's a good idea to be wary of anyone claiming to be from Capital mm-hmm. One. So, mm-hmm. okay, so now these, these yes. kind of artists are out here going, hey, Capital, you're a Capital One customer. We're sorry you've been impacted. But anyway, right. they're asking you for personal information. And this could be a common tactic for scammers very soon if it hasn't already started. Mm-hmm. It's sure. crazy what these people will do. I know, and how they come up with getting you getting you to not understand who, you know, what you need to do. So, so how do you know if these incoming calls are legitimate? Perhaps your bank is calling to verify recent transactions on your card. You can safely answer yes or no to those questions. But don't provide any additional information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they ask for further, further details, just hang up the phone, flip your bank card over, and call the customer service number. They can verify if the call is genuine. And if it is, fine. Yeah. I think that's always important if you're getting those calls. I always think it's good to call back or ask for something in writing. I'm sure that's going to be some of our tips later, but I think that's, you know, just things you want to be careful of. So, so here's, here's something we we could do and we'll, we'll, you know, maybe go over some of this Mm -hmm. stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, there is an article you can visit readersdigest.com and search for watch out. There's an article on there. Watch out exclamation mark. These 10 phone call scams could steal your money. Hmm. Um, and to find this article and, and read it for yourself okay. when it comes to phone scams. So that's a good okay. one. It's readersdigest.com. Watch out. These 10 phone can- call scams could steal your money. So check that article out. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. That sounds like a really good, valuable resource that we need to yeah, it is, check but out. I, yeah. But here's the deal. I want to keep our focus right here on data theft okay. for this show that we're doing here. Right. Uh, another resource for a discussion today would be from cnet.com. Uh, and it specifically addresses the Capital One breach. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so you can go to CNET.com, type in uh, Capital One breach, find out if you were if you were hacked and what you can do. Right. So let's examine some of those suggestions from that article. Okay. Okay. Capital One has, first of all, promised to contact consumers who have been impacted by the data breach. And it's going to offer some free credit monitoring and, in, and identity protection to those uh, whose data has been exposed. Uh, but if you're concerned, there are no need to wait for them to contact you. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I have a subscription to Credit Karma. Okay. Yeah. When I log into my account, it will tell me, hey, you have a credit card, a Capital One credit card. Mm. So you need to, you know, do this, this, and this. So it actually tells me what I need to do. Kind of alerts you too. It does. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. yeah. No, that's good. That's that's um, handy. Now, fortunately, we don't have any, you know, right. Capital One cards or whatever. So, 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 you know, we didn't have to go through all that. But it does tell me, mm-hmm. and it does talk about, hey, if you, you know, uh, if the, for some reason it's not appearing on your credit card, which it would, yeah, it your would. credit report. But yeah, but um, <laughs> I feel like they find everything. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you, about it. So let's talk about some of the steps that concern consumers can take. So first and foremost, I think it's the best, and this is why I just mm-hmm. discussed Credit Karma because I do have an account with them. First, they can monitor their credit reports themselves. Yep. Not everyone is aware, by the way, that you can get one free credit report every year from all three major credit bureaus, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and you know who they are, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So if you didn't know, most people know Equifax 
because that's probably the number one that people use to like get approved for loans and those right. kinds of things. Right. But Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Yep. Yes, we already mentioned that Equifax is recovering from its own data breach scandal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check this report for new accounts that you didn't open or accounts that you did not apply for can be a great way to mm-hmm. catch potential fraud. Yeah, and I think, you know, don't re- and I think what you're saying is don't rely on just somebody to contact you because you know, I think the credit card companies and the banks have gotten really good at catching that stuff, but they can't catch everything, right? They you can't. know, they can't and, catch and, everything. And, so and, and, and let me tell you something. This sounds horrible, but it's happened and it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh people that pass away, mm-hmm. these scammers are getting yep. their their social security numbers right at the beginning of, of you know, right after they die. And so that's still active. So they apply for a credit card and get approved and then spend all this money. So so it it has happened and that's horrible. It is horrible. These people will do anything to get to some money. So um, one last thing I would recommend that you keep it on your credit card statements Mm -hmm. as well. So not only your credit report that you can get one free per year. Look at your credit card statements. Yeah. A lot of people have it's these automatic. Catch. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yep. have these automatic, you know, debits. We use a credit card for our office mm-hmm. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I review that credit card statement and that's why I still get paper statements. I know it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But <laughs> I get a little dinosaur statement. over there. Yeah, but, but I yeah. get paper statements so I can look through each line mm-hmm. item to make sure that, you know, everything's legit because we do. We have a lot of reoccurring stuff. Right. Stuff that we buy. Do you want to make sure something doesn't sneak in? Because that's exactly. how it happens. That's yeah. how it happens, folks. Yep. So do that with your credit card statements and your bank account ledgers. A mm-hmm. lot of people aren't getting bank account statements anymore. It's all online. That's fine. Just make sure you look at it. And look at it. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, look for any unexpected chargers. And additionally, consumers may want to sign up for credit monitoring services like LifeLock or Credit Karma. Mm-hmm. That's what I was telling you. I, look I at that. Yep. Credit yep. Karma. There's a monthly cost for LifeLock, but Credit Karma is free. Which is another reason why I use that. <laughs> you like that. <laughs> I yeah. like free. So anyway, those, are, those are just a couple tips that you can do to try to protect mm-hmm. your data from being um, uh, stolen. So yeah. there you go. We're going to we're gonna uh, actually dive into some more tips that you guys can do out there to help protect your identity. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook. Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts. Upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right, welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Daniel, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we can help you. Yeah, <laughs> we can help you. That was the fastest did you, did introduction you? <laughs> you've ever heard in your entire I life. I think so. I think, you know, we're in the third segment. You were So uh, we were talking through. at the break, the wife and I here, and um, she was mentioning how, uh, I, I, I can't say the word, uh, accessed. <laughs> yes. Earlier on the show. Yeah. So I was uh, trying not to I laugh said at you. assessed. So I take it back, folks. Don't <laughs> hold that against me. It's accessed. Accessed, accessed the information, know, not assessed. It's early. It's early. Yeah, leave me alone. I know. I know. You're so, so mean. No, no. That's what happens when you've been married a long time, right? So I guess you're not supposed to get offended anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. So great show. A topic. I think so this is timely. Sorry for me now. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> So great show topic today. Um, good information, timely information, but it's called protect your financial data. You know, we're talking obviously a lot about identity theft and just kind of, you know, making sure you're doing the right things to make sure that nobody is, you know, inadvertently taking your money. Sometimes you can't help it. It's going to happen. But, um, you know, just some things you can do to protect yourself. So, you know, let's 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 dive back into if you find something on your credit card report or a bank statement that doesn't look right. You know, what what do, what do you do? First and foremost, call all your companies. Tell them that you feel like there's maybe some fraud happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, the great thing about using, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. The great thing about using credit cards, <laughs> as long as you pay them off every month. Right, right. Is the fact that they do work with you very nicely. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, at least in our experience, um, and, and, and they refund the money and the banks will do the same thing and they'll go after whoever, you know, did that uh, to you. So the nice thing is, is it very short term, you just freeze everything, freeze your credit, freeze mm-hmm. everything. You know, I had somebody recently dealing with our business, mm-hmm. which is retirement planning. And and I had somebody recently, a client say that 
someone tried to take an in-service distribution off mm. of their retirement account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so they get these forms to do an in-service distribution. What that means is you can distribute, you can do a rollover of your funds inside your retirement plan. A lot of people don't know this. Mm-hmm. Inside your retirement plan, if you're over the age of 59 and a half and, and with no, you know, no penalty or anything, um, and you would roll it over to an IRA because you might have some more options in the IRA than you would otherwise in your retirement plan mm-hmm. at work. So uh, this guy is over 59 and a half, and guess what? Somebody from Baltimore tries to do an in-service distribution, and you know, this is big money, right? Right, right, Typically, It's It's, it's it's what you've built your life, yeah, for your retirement, yeah. And so they fill out a simple form, and boom, bang, bang, and thank goodness the provider caught it, Mm -hmm. and you know, didn't let it go through, but man, oh man, that could have been disastrous. That's scary. Well, on a smaller scale, you know, even this morning, um, you know, I think we all wake up, and it's just kind of what we do now, and check our phones, and I already had a notification from Apple that said someone tried to log in with my Apple ID, and somewhere in China, you know, it's just crazy, you right. know. So and of course, you see that with Facebook and things too. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So change your passwords frequently. I'm sure that's going to be one of our. <laughs> but, but the, you know, you're asking what you should do. Definitely yeah. call all the your, yes. you know, the banks, the credit cards, and the um, um, the 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 actual card that that right. it happened on or whatever. You know, talk to their fraud department. Right. Okay. Or the division of your credit card companies, like banks and financial institutions that handle this kind of stuff. Most so. time when you call, or at least in our experience, is that, you know, they actually on the automated system will say, are you calling to report That's true, you know, that a card's been, been so stolen many, or yeah. fraudulent activity on your card? I mean, right. they usually even prompt you for that because it does happen so often. So, I mean, I know it, it sounds like a lot of work. Um, and it can but be. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. But it's a, a, a very valuable uh, thing to do in avoiding potential financial damage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and if they did, you know, a hundred dollars worth of damage, you catch it. Uh, again, a lot of times that'll be refunded. Uh, but the most important thing is to prevent further damage, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, and this is kind of off the topic, but just another thing to look at. Another reason why you want to check those things is that, you know, with medical bills and everything that everybody has so much of now on credit reports, you know, check your credit reports to make sure that you're not getting, you know, your credit's not getting hurt because of a previous medical bill. Because, man, that stuff gets very wonky. Uh, do you like that word? Wonky. wonky. So, you know, just making sure that you're not getting, you know, dinged for something. Willy that, Wonka. <laughs> factory, check folks. that stuff out, too. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so here's the deal, too. I recommend keeping detailed records mm-hmm. of everything you're doing. Right. To protect your credit. Um, because if perhaps I have, I have seen this personally, that if something happens and people, you know, you uh, um, take money from you or you're uh, late on a on a on a quote unquote payment, mm-hmm. which is not yours. Right. <laughs> uh, right. It's a fraudulent, you know, loan that somebody took out or a yeah, credit card that you're not out. even aware of. Yeah, yeah. That can hurt your credit. But if you have detailed records of what you're doing, when and how you contacted each company and when mm-hmm. you, you know, and how you discovered the potential fraud, all these kinds of things can be very, very vital. If something falls through the cracks, you don't want to hurt your credit. Get good records. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can prove it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, these are all good tips and, and advice, but you know, I think are there, are there some other things you might want to say for people to keep their credit cards data safe? Like what can we do? Yeah. Yeah. On, on top of keeping detailed records. Right. Okay. If you're concerned about your financial data has been breached, let's take a few easy tips, uh, to help keep your credit cards mm-hmm. safe. First, mm-hmm. you should be mindful of where you keep your card. <laughs> that seems so simple, but it's, yeah. <laughs> if you keep it in multiple places, it's easier to lose. Mm-hmm. If it's lost, then it's easy to use, right? So if you do find out, though, that it's lost, call the company right away to, to lock it down and get a new card issued, okay? Yep. Um, uh, well, you know, you can toss your, your phone or keys in your pocket or purse. It's never smart to carry a credit card outside of your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think a lot of people do that because you are throwing it in your pocket or putting it, you know. Put it in your yeah. wallet and put it in the same slot yep. every single time. So you recognize if it's missing. Exactly. Yep. You, Keep you, your unused cards somewhere safe. So unused cards somewhere safe. So even if it's like, hey, I don't use that. No. Put it in a safe place or cut it up and cancel it. Right. Okay, if you're not why, using it. If you're not using it. <laughs> why are you keeping it? Um, but yeah. most people do have multiple credit cards that they don't necessarily use every day. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you keep one for emergency. That's fine, but lock it away. Right. Okay. Right. Keeping all of them in your purse or wallet isn't the best decision. And if you limit it to one main one that you use or two, 
Uh, that will limit the number of cards. That's what I think. But you need to replace I mean, them and lose your wallet. Yeah. You talk so, about not even having credit cards, but you know, if you're going to have them, don't, you don't need to have a gazillion of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, furthermore, like, you know, we have one and we use it for the, you know, we use the Southwest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you only have one, then you can build up points faster. Right. You know? Right. And so. If you're going to use it, use it strategically. <laughs> right. Right. But so yeah. Again, uh, keep it in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly where yours is. I, I do. Can tell. <laughs> How did I know that was going to come up? <laughs> Our poor listeners. So, all right. So obviously those are good tips. Any, any others you want to talk about? The next two. Yes. You know, there's always more. There's always more. I was the, just teeing it up The next two focus more on physical items. Okay. okay. And, and I would suggest that you watch your mail closely. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like mail is a thing of the past. Okay. But it's still there. And right. it still send, you know, personal information through the mail. And it's very easy to steal credit card information uh, by intercepting the mail. Mm -hmm. So um, any consider just mm -hmm. an idea uh, that any new cards be sent to your office. Right. Okay. Or uh, a P.O. box. Yeah. Um, you should, I mean, this is a common sense one, but you should also uh, securely dispose of your statements. So if you have statements from old accounts and what have you, still, they can still steal information from yeah. those. Shred them. Uh, Make sure you shred them. Shred Yes, them. If yeah. you don't have a shredder, access to a shredder at work or at home, I would highly recommend you buy one and do, you know, don't buy the standard cheapy one. I yeah. mean, you can just make sure it's cross cut and all these other right. fancy things that they can do nowadays. And so, um, uh, definitely securely dispose of any statements. You might think, ah, oh, it's no big deal because it's a mm -hmm. closed account. No, they can still get personal information from That's a closed right. account. That's exactly right. So, so shred those things. Invest in a shredder. Trust me, it'll save you lots of headaches potentially. I think the, the other other thing too is just go paperless. Man, nowadays you can get rid of some of that paper and that's one less thing you have to worry about. Yeah, right? it is. But here's the deal with that too. Um, what I have experienced, because you know, we do a lot of, you know, we, we have brokerage accounts here that we do yeah. for folks. And, and, you know, that's definitely one of the more popular options is to get all of that stuff, you know, prospectuses, trade confirms, those kinds of things, uh, emailed mm -hmm, electronically. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. okay if you do that, but just either set a, another email up, uh, to, to accept all of those things. Cause it can be a lot. Yeah. So you're saying it can be overwhelming and then you I end mean, up with, yeah. Yeah. When, when you have multiple accounts and they're right. making trades in multiple accounts and they're making multiple, you know, trades for right. each account, I mean, it could be overwhelming. Set up a separate email address mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so my point is you get so many emails that you just overlook that and you get lazy and you don't look at things. Yeah, that's it's true. It's not good either. That's you want to make sure, you know, everything's on the up and up. Yeah. So look at those things. That you're taking the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good Don't, point. What has happened is, is the electronic delivery of, of either statements and, or, you know, the uh, other things like, um, well, even your credit card, right? It's all mm -hmm. statements, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get those electronically, again, not a bad idea just to set up all of your quote unquote business things up in a separate email address so they don't get thrown in with all the junk emails and your personal emails and all that stuff. Uh, that's just a, something I would do. And it's a lot easier to do it on the front end than the back end exactly. <laughs> after it's all, after it's all been mushed together. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hopefully yeah. we're giving you some tips out there that you can use in your personal life when it comes to protecting some of your data, but we're not done yet. We've got a few more tips for you. It's all next on the retirement playbook with Brock and Danielle. Tax planning can be very difficult and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 573-332-7855 or visit theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. 
Hi, and welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. This is the Retirement Playbook. <laughs> and we are the retirement people. Why are you laughing? Because you said it twice. I did. You did. Leave me alone. Okay. So today we've been talking about protecting mm-hmm. your identity. Yes. And um, this has been a big, big topic over the last couple of years. Yeah. And we want to make sure that you're information is safe right I and mean, that's i mean that's part of your financial life just do and some things to protect yourself about yeah it. yeah just do some things to make sure you're protecting yourself you know there's there's you know you can't stop some of it obviously you know there's going to be hackers out there and i think you know you said over the last few years i don't think this is going anywhere as long as we have technology i mean there's going to be people who are going to try to break it you know and, oh yeah and so i mean it just is what it is so you know can we you know find ways to help you know you is what we're trying to do in the show so um you know, leaving documents or paperwork in an unsecure location could provide these really easy access. Yeah, right. We so talked that's about a, shredding everything. Yeah. So like you and I have even gone on vacation. I look over on the town on the counter yeah. and I see a statement from X, Y, Z, whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, we need to shred this. Yeah. You know, just in case. Be, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you just never know. Um, and especially when we're gone. Right. 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 Um, but it's not only with paper folks and you know this because you know we've talked about credit cards and those kinds of things but then we delve into you know people that still get physical statements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what about social media oh yeah yeah this is, this is a good one this is a good one to talk about yeah. be aware of social media if you have too much personal information out there on the intranet yep on the facebook on the facebook <laughs> such as your mother's maiden name Identity thieves could use that information to open fraudulent mm-hmm. credit cards. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if we're going to talk about this or not, but I'll mention it. You know, I think the other thing that you're they always caution you about on social media is putting pictures of where you are. You know, so right. when you are on vacation, then they know your house is empty. Hello. Right. So, you know, on another topic. So post those pictures, those vacation pictures when you're back home. So, yes. you know, <laughs> wait, don't, wait until then. Don't so invite disaster folks. right right and i know we're kind of jumping around but i think all this stuff is just good good tips yes so, and I've, I've 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 learned that lesson yeah yeah when you're out of town yes remember that one time and my sister texted me she, what are you doing oh she, she yelled long, at you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you post that stuff yeah so obviously this has all been good stuff right you know um you want to talk about a little bit of other things that people can use i know you kind of referenced this earlier but you know, there's there are some documents out there mm-hmm. that you may not think have personal information, um, but but there are a lot of personal and financial documents uh, that you amass during your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Let's Absolutely. Face it. And these documents, uh, I'm going to give you a couple examples: mm-hmm. wills and trusts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lots of information. Powers in of attorney. <laughs> yep. Medical information slash directives, investment statements, insurance policies, and even documents of family significance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Most people have these important documents tucked away in a safe or in a drawer somewhere. But this can leave your financial life vulnerable and disorganized. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things too is, and I know we're going to talk a little bit, hopefully about our generational vault next, but you know, I think the other thing that's scary about having this stuff just everywhere is what if something tragically does happen to you? Right. Nobody knows where to find any of it. And how many times have you and heard the story of think, people? And you might even think that it's all organized. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if nobody knows about it, dealing or where with to find this it now, yeah. you know, with, with, with a friend and their family, I mean, you know, it was just, you know, the words came out of his mouth that everything's taken care of. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. And that's horrible. And I think that's, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, I and just, it's not that he was lying right he or doing it intentionally thought, yeah yeah, yeah. He just people, thought it was done you right know, and it wasn't so. yeah people don't anyway. do it intentionally but i think you know it, it's again it goes back to some of the previous shows where we talked about people don't want to talk about this i think a lot you know you don't want to talk about you know where your wills and trusts are your powers of attorney your medical directives all those things you just referenced but that's so important for people to know but where my point that is you go through the pain and the time and the money to do it to do it <laughs> yeah. protect it put it in a fire safe safe yes you know and tell somebody where it is and tell somebody where it is <laughs> or they could use our generational vault generational vault yeah you want to talk a little bit about that because i think that is important to kind of mention it's a nice service that we offer our generational vault that we have that comes at no cost to to our clients um that we we provide this to them you can store all of your important documents in a safe secure cloud-based portal that you can access 24 7 with this tool you can store as many documents as you want in an account Mm mm-hmm that is completely secure. And since you might not be the only person who needs access to this information, the vault allows you to manage data authorizations, 
that give you and your loved ones access to your medical directives, powers of attorneys, or other important information when it matters most. Yeah, we talked about it a lot, and we kind of call it the virtual safety deposit box, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of what we call it. Um, And I do think that's awesome. And so you can take all those documents that you reference, and you can put them all there, right? So, I mean, that's what's nice. And and you can, and then people know that. And then, heaven forbid, you didn't tell anybody, (laughs) you know, if they contact, you know, Brock, at least Brock knows where that stuff is, right? You know exactly where to help people find that information. So, you know, in addition to, I think we should talk about some of the other things the generational vault does besides just storage, truly, right? What's some of the nice other features of it? Well, I mean, you know, the nice thing is, is you can link your other outside accounts, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. your 401ks or other, you know, insurance policies or whatever it is that you might have somewhere else. Right. Um, that you can uh, link those all to the generational vault and they can update those values for you on a daily basis or a nightly basis. So, you know, that's nice to have a picture of your net worth mm-hmm. and your income and your expenses uh, all in one p- p- spot, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's important. Yeah, our so. clients really love it. So I think it's a good tool to, you know, mention. And if you're, you know, if you if you don't use us, well, you should, right? But if you don't, <laughs> uh, you know, check with check with your, um, you know, financial advisor and see if they offer some kind of product like that so that you can have something that's virtual and safe, you know. So I think let's recap some stuff, you know, and kind of go through what we've talked about on this show um, on protecting your financial data. I think this, because this has been a lot, right? We've talked about a lot of good strategies and kind of some things off to the side, but I think we should, should mention those again, you know, kind of go through some things that people should be doing. Um, and I think, you know, the big, big thing is, you know, looking at some of these articles, do some research, look at your information. I think one of the big things that Brock is, you know, reiterated is that, you know, don't just let stuff go. We we live in a life of being automated, (laughs) that everything's so automated right now that, you know, you may have your payments automated. You may have your, you know, um, your debits and your credits and, and which is great. It makes life so much easier, but just make sure you're truly looking at everything to make sure don't rely on just the the banks or the credit card companies to contact you if they see something fraudulent. You know, here's another thing too, is that we didn't discuss, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people you are online mm-hmm. and looking online and, and doing things online. Right. And so to have a connection, yep. hello, we forgot to talk about this. Right. If you have personal information, on your Don't, computer. Yeah. yeah. On your computer or your yeah. phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're leery about using, you or you should be leery mm-hmm. about using Wi-Fi. Correct. Public no, Wi-Fi. Public, public Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi's, yeah. Uh, because people could bust into those Wi-Fi connections and steal your information. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. You know, I had my, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this. It's been several years now, but I had my credit card stolen at Walgreens. I was literally at a regular Walgreens, walked in and swiped my card and, and I knew exactly where I was. So when I was, I was fortunate that uh, the bank called and said, Hey, you know, it looks like this was fraudulent activity and they caught it right away. Um, but you know, you can have it easily done when you even have your card in a safe place. I mean, it was with me on my person. So, you know, these tips and strategies are good, but you know, sometimes you just can't even prevent it. So you just have to know what to do. And so we froze everything and, and made those phone calls that Brock mentioned earlier to all the accounts. And you know, it is, it is a pain. I'm not going to lie, but um, you know, it's a lot better than so having that stuff come back later on you. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to summarize and, and, and kind of be uh, done with this mm-hmm. uh, topic, mm-hmm. Um, but how to protect yourself from identity theft from consumer reports here. Number one, get serious, not scared. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Yep. Never leave your wallet or purse unattended. Don't carry your social security card, mm. rarely use credit mm. cards or even written pins or passwords in your wallet. I think everybody's guilty of that. <laughs> At some level, yeah. somebody's guilty of one of those things. Right. Right. <laughs> just try not to do it. Yeah. Okay. Store financial account. Uh, statements, medical records, and tax funds in a secure place. Duh. Never give your social security number or other information to strangers who call, text, or send emails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, don't post your date of birth, mother's maiden name, or pet's name, or other personal information on Facebook or any other uh, social media accounts. So we talked and a little bit really about that. And that's really because that's what you use for passwords a lot of times. Yep. If your <laughs> bank or credit card issuer offers free online mobile alerts that will allow you uh, to be warned mm-hmm. of suspicious activity, do it. Yeah. Um, number two is place security freezes and fraud fraud alerts. Okay, on you know Equifax, TransUnion, and and um, uh, Experian, mm-hmm. the three credit uh, services. Um, secure your devices. Okay, uh, let's see. You probably know about the firewall. So, like for example, we have a a big time firewall in our I business do. because of the nature of our business. 
uh, regulated, uh, regularly update antivirus or anti-spyware. So can we go back to the one about securing devices, though? I think <clears throat> one of the biggest things that people don't do is just putting a passcode on their devices. Strong passwords yep. with upper and lowercase letters, numbers, uh, symbols. So, you know, a lot of times nowadays... They're requiring, they're requiring that, it. No, you know, I'm talking about just good. even having the, the, the code, the six digit code to open your phone. Some people don't even have it on your phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. On your iPad. That's a great point. Yeah. A lot of people don't even have that because they don't want to mess with it, but gosh, put it on it's there. It's so worth yeah. it folks. It's yeah. so worth it. You got some very valuable information a lot of times on these devices because we're all mobile nowadays. So. Right. Carrying around your life on your phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put, yeah. A, put a password in, whether it's one of those, you know, <clears> I forgot what they, you know, the Oh, yeah, yeah. What the, is that called? I don't know. <laughs> move, draw I wish everybody could see you right now. <laughs> they, you draw the different designs with the, the, the Yeah, with your finger. With your finger, yeah. Yeah, but you can do a, a six-digit code as well. Yeah. Uh, next on their list is review all of your personal data files. Uh, again, using some kind of credit reporting agency. And again, you get three uh, or one per year from the each of the services uh, credit reports. So mm-hmm. that's always nice. Yeah. Excuse me. Stop unsolicited credit card offers. Mm. Number seven, monitor accounts often. Number eight, respond rapidly. Get all this done. Uh, getting your files. So uh, full disclosures, social security statements, annual statements for medical benefits. MIB consumer file. Now that's something I hadn't heard. MIB, so the mm-hmm. Medical Information Bureau consumer file. Yep. And it has coded listings of medical conditions and test hazards, hobbies, and driving records. It's used uh, by the U.S. and Canadian life insurers mm-hmm. to decide whether to issue a policy. Yep, you it can, gets pulled, so you want to make sure that's yep, accurate. Yep. yep, so you can actually get it yourself. Uh, go to the mib.com uh, forward slash HTML forward slash request your record dot HTML. So you can actually do that online or you can give them a call. That's pretty interesting. I did that. Mm. I didn't um, know you could request one. I know they use it, yeah, but I didn't know that. Yep. So, Prescription okay. drug history, driving history, check systems and telecheck reports, and then rental history reports. So there you go. Uh, There's some great tips and hopefully you've learned something from this show to help protect your identity. And again, that's a big part of your financial life. So that's why we wanted to discuss it here on today's show. Yeah. And don't forget to give us a call if you have any questions. 573-332-7855. Check us out on the website, theinnovativeteam.com. Have a great week, folks. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.